Welcome to PDPW's podcast. Here's Bill Baker. This week's PDPW podcast, we look at how to better shape our relationships through the right words. Now, if you've listened to previous podcasts, you know that Hank Wagner has a passion for communicating. And studies have shown only 7% of what we say is from the words themselves. The other 93% is our tone and our body language, and that can have a huge impact on any relationship. Let's join Hank Wagner with this week's PDPW podcast on words and relationships. Well, I'm back today to talk to you a little bit about some more tools that are available to you to bring your relationships to a level you never thought possible. And if you're still listening to this podcast, it must mean that relationships are important to you. And I just want you to know that there are people, there are lives, there are relationships that are connected to you. And how you act, what you do, what you say, what you believe, are going to impact all of those relationships. And some of them are very crucial relationships. For example, if you're a dad or a mom, you're the only dad or mom your children are ever going to have. What they see you do, think, act, say, believe as a dad or a mom is going to impact who they think they're supposed to be when they become a dad or a mom. The way you live out your marriage, how you treat your spouse, is going to impact your children and your grandchildren and maybe even great-grandchildren. You're a big deal. Your relationships are a big deal. And there's a, a, a principle that I want to share and I want to, I want to bring it in and tie it to this because it's a really important principle and John Maxwell refers to it as a law. And I love John Maxwell and he's got lots and lots of great books on leadership and I love leadership. And he applies this, this law in one of his books, The 21, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And, and it is a law that can be connected to leadership but it can also be connected really in just about any part of life. And he calls it the law of the lid. In his book, he talks about evaluating ourselves as a leader. And if we're, a, for example, a level three leader, we're never going to be able to take anybody else beyond a level three leader until we take ourselves higher. Or in other words, he's driving home the important point that to have a significant influence or impact on the lives of others, we have to grow ourselves first. We have to significantly impact or grow ourselves first. And this also applies to relationships. It absolutely does. Think about this. Evaluate yourself as a husband, as a father, as a mom, as a wife, with that same law of the lid law or principle if you want to if you expect or you want to have your children have a wonderful marriage and i know it seems odd you may be watching that that newborn or that 3 year old or a 7 year old or even a teenager and you got a hard time thinking further on in life and seeing them as a husband a wife a mom or a dad but it's going to happen 
And even already when they're still a toddler and beginning to walk, they're already watching and seeing the level that you're at. And they're going to believe and model some of those things. So it's, it has great value to have an interest in growing ourselves in everything that we do because of its impact, not just on the people close to us in our inner circle, our families and those close relationships, but really every life that touches us. So we're back talking about relationships and today I want to touch on words. And words are incredibly powerful. And when we talk about communication, many times we talk about words. And isn't communication critical in relationships? Imagine if we weren't able to communicate with each other. If you go to another country where the language is completely different and you get off the plane and your life immediately stalls, you can't tell anybody where you're going, you can't ask directions, they don't understand. It's, it's a, a really scary feeling. Imagine if we weren't able to communicate with each other. But we can. And we use words. However, studies have shown that in communication, only 7% of what we say is from the words themselves. 7% are the actual words we choose to speak. 38% is how we say those words. For example, our tone of voice, or the joy, excitement, pain, hurt that that comes through our voice as we speak out those words. And the remaining 55% is body language, or our actions. So think about that. That's very powerful. Because it says that a whopping 93% of our communication is non-verbal. That should be a clue as to why we get ourselves in so much trouble when we're sending texts and tweets and emails and social media. Because we're taking out that 93% of non-verbal communication That is really important to make sure we get the right message across. So I'm going to take you through a a really important process that I think all strong relationships have to regularly, willingly, and sincerely do in order to raise that lid to a high level. And it's a a process that includes approximately nine words. And the first three words are, I am sorry. I don't know when the last time you spoke those words, or the last time when you've heard those words in your relationships. But they are incredibly powerful. Before we talk any more about them, the words themselves, 
Let's bring it back to that example we just talked about. 7% are the words themselves. 38% is how we say them. So you can't, you, you can't see me, but you can hear the way I say these words. So for example, if I say, I'm sorry, versus, I am sorry. Same three words. Potentially completely different outcome. Now, if you could see my body language attached to that, it would be even more significant, even more powerful. For example, if you could see as I say, I'm sorry, and you could see my hands up in the air and my eyes rolling back, my body language would say far more than the words themselves. And you would clearly see that I don't really mean those words that I just spoke. So the words, I am sorry, are very powerful because we all make mistakes. And the quicker we own up to them and apologize for our mistakes minimizes the damage, the hurt, or the time that our relationships have to spend in that hurtful place. The second three words are, I forgive you. And I would even encourage you to think about in your, in your process of going through these nine words, when you say, I am sorry to somebody, I would attach three more words. Actually, four words. I would say, I am sorry. Will you forgive me? It kind of puts out a call to action to the other important person in your relationship because you want to have that second step take place. And by putting out that call to action, you're making it easy or at least causing that person to make a decision on forgiving you, which sometimes can carry you right through the step number two. I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And it can immediately, in a matter of seconds, go to, yes, I forgive you. That two-step process can be done in a matter of seconds. But believe me, I understand. If we go way back to when my lovely wife Pam and I didn't talk to each other for two weeks at a time, and when we finally did sit down to talk, it might be something like, I'm sorry, but, you know, if you wouldn't have did this, I, I probably wouldn't have said that. Or, I'm sorry, but you're just as bad as I am. Or, I'm sorry, but I, I don't think it's right that you did this, this, and this. You should never attach a but to an I am sorry. So, step one, I am sorry, and it needs to be done sincerely, with the appropriate tone of voice, with the appropriate body language, and I don't think you can fake that. If you're really not truly from your heart looking to apologize to that person, I don't think, unless you're a really good actor, I, and I think that we can see through uh, the people who are close to, the, to us, I think we can see through all of that, and I would encourage you not even try to fake it because it's, it's a, a terrible thing to do. If you're not truly sorry, then get, your place to the, get yourself to the place where you are truly sorry. Get your heart to that place. And then allow the words 
and your tone of voice and your body language to say I'm sorry. And if you need to add something else, feel free. I am really, really sorry. I didn't realize that I was going to hurt you and I certainly didn't mean that. I am so sorry. You can feel free to add something onto that as long as it's trying to confirm that yes, you are indeed sorry. Not I am sorry, but. Okay, I am sorry. I forgive you. And then the last one, I love you. Three more words. When's the last time you heard those words? When's the last time you spoke out those words? I teach a leadership for dads class sometimes. And there was one particular class um, that I was going through this process with them. And one of the dads, the husbands, um, raised his hand. And he said, I don't, I don't think that's necessary. And here again, you know, I'm watching not just the words that he spoke, but his tone of voice and how he's speaking them in his body language. And I'm thinking to myself, oh boy, I wonder where he's going with this. I'm sure he's got to, this has got to be some kind of a joke he's pulling here. But he says, I, I don't think that's necessary. And I said, well, why not? He said, I told my wife that I loved her the day we got married. Nothing's changed. Why do I need to tell her again? Hoo-wee. He just caused a, a major derailment in the rest of my presentation to those men that night. If that's not happening in your relationship and you don't want it to happen in your relationship, okay, that put that in your picture. But I don't know that I've found a relationship that's incredibly healthy that's up there as a 7, 8, 9 on the law of the lid scale that doesn't have a bunch of I love you's flow in each direction. Now, I get it. I understand. This process works everywhere, not just in your marriage, not just with your children, close family, close friends. It also works in your business. It works everywhere in all the relationships you have. You're going to screw up. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to do something wrong, and it's appropriate to apologize. It's appropriate to forgive other people who have also done things that are wrong. But in the workplace, be careful about the I love you. In our world today, everybody's looking for reasons to blame somebody for something, and that's going to get you in some trouble. But you can send the same message by saying, you matter. You are important. I'm thankful for you. I appreciate who you are or what you do. You can find another way to say the same thing. I love you. That's a really important process. And everybody can implement that. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. There's no charge. There's no patent on it. You don't have to go to Amazon. It's already there. It's already a tool that can be immediately put into your toolbox. But, but here's the deal. The benefit, the potential miracles to your relationship do not 
get to be harvested unless you use these tools. And the number of times that you use them also determines the number of times or the significant improvements to your level in your relationships. So I would encourage you, listen to the words that you speak. Listen to your own words. Understand body language, the tone of voice, the way you're communicating those words to the people that are important to you. I would encourage you to think about putting this three-step process into all your relationships, starting with the ones that are most important to you, and sincerely repeat them early and often. Because how you live your life will impact others in a really big way, good or bad. Our thanks to leader, speaker, and fourth-generation dairy farmer Hank Wagner for being our guest on today's PDPW podcast. And a reminder, for more resources and other podcasts, head to pdpw.org. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.